Welcome to a review recap episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Timonini. Today we are here to talk about the original Broadway production of The Cottage, a new farce that opened up on Monday night at the Helen Hayes Theater. If you are unfamiliar with how we do these review recap episodes, if you are hearing this in Patreon, it is a standalone episode. If you are hearing this in the regular feed, welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, July 25th. The show was written by Sandy Rustin and has been making its way around theatrical circles for about the past decade. It is directed by Tony-winning actor and sitcom icon Jason Alexander and boasts an incredible cast, including Laura Bell Bundy, Lily Cooper, Eric McCormack, Nahal Joshi, Alex Moffat, and Dana Steingold. The plot description for The Cottage reads, quote, Broadway's brand new side-splitting romp is an outrageous tale of sex, betrayal, and desire as one woman decides to expose her latest affair to both her husband and to her lover's wife. The true meaning of fate and faith, identity and infidelity, love and marriage are all called into question as a surprising and hilarious web of secrets unravels in this ridiculously funny romantic comedy. The show is currently slated to run at the Helen Hayes through October 29th. It is a limited run as Second Stage will have its own season to go into that theater later this year. As of recording time, review aggregator site Did They Like It has collected 12 reviews. Five of them were positive, two of them were mixed, and five were negative. We will start out, as always, with the New York Times. Jesse Green provided the review for this one, and he was negative, writing, quote, Farce is the emergency that keeps emerging. That's why it depends so much on doors, to admit fresh trouble and lock it in. Alas, the door in The Cottage, a mild farce by Sandy Rustin, works only part way. It lets people enter, yet doesn't trap them. They can leave at any time, and they never do. Even when a killer is coming, the characters merely dawdle. Dawdling is the play's difficulty as well. Everyone talks in pseudo-fancy circles. The stunts and capers likewise have no danger in them. And Jason Alexander's trick-filled production, which opened Monday at the Helen Hayes Theater, cannot hide that the stakes are too low. Specifically, it places itself in the Private Lives era of Noel Coward, when brittle Brits in smoking jackets dropped bon malls along with their ashes. The dozen hidden cigarette jokes provided by the prop supervisor Matthew Frew are the funniest part of the show. Also suggested are the identity confusions of the importance of being earnest, and the country home sexcapades of nothing on, nested within Michael Frayn's glorious backstage farce noises off. But to suggest something is not to achieve it, and though the cottage operates like a farce, it only rarely achieves a farce's liftoff. That's when the pressure on the characters becomes so intense that it initiates a kind of verbal and physical fission. I see Jesse also saw Oppenheimer over the weekend getting in that fission reference. Good for you, Jesse. Now let's go over to Adam Feldman from Time Out in New York, who gave the show four out of five stars, writing, quote, Sandy Rustin's The Cottage has no pretensions or seriousness. It's a brazenly straightforward drawing room farce created for light amusement and delivered on a platter by a properly silly cast of six. Broadway News' Brittany Samuel was negative, writing, quote, Audience members seemed eager to yield to Rustin's shticks and howl along, but in reality, there's more delight in looking at the cottage than laughing along to it. Emmeline Travis for Entertainment Weekly was positive, writing, quote, The play is a sensational feminist twist on a classic British period drama that features knockout performances, melodramatic reveals, and some seriously outrageous one-liners. 
If home is where the heart is, then the cottage is where the mind's deepest, darkest, and most salacious secrets go to fight and frolic in the fresh air. Jackson McHenry, writing for Vulture, was negative, saying, quote, The cottage tries to emphasize the fizz, but nobody remembered to shake the soda can beforehand. It's full of explanations, light on mess. Juan A. Ramirez from Theaterly was positive, saying, The laughs are there thanks to a comedically fine-tuned cast, but befitting a bed-hopping plot, a tender, surprising altruism keeps them on your face. Chris Jones, writing for the New York Daily News, was mixed, saying, quote, Just check with everyone in your group. Some will be tickled pink by the cottage and thrilled to the Trey Outre and highly skilled comedic stylings of Laura Bell Bundy, Eric McCormack, Alex Moffat, Nahal Joshi, and Lily Cooper. Others will be ready to head to the basement bar at intermission to nurse their headache and remain there. As was evidenced by the positive mix and negative numbers, this was a very divisive show. Not necessarily because it was something that I think anybody seemed to dislike, but certainly the efficacy of the comedy and the farce of it all hit for some and missed with others. Of course, we will have all of the reviews from Did They Like It and the review roundup from Broadway World in the show notes if you want to check that out. All right, that's all that I have for you. I will now send you over to Grace and Ashley for the rest of Today on Broadway. Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, July 25th, 2023. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. We're not going to dwell on the fact that this might be Ashley and I's last show. We're not going to do yeah. it. We're not going to do that. Official, we're be official <laughs> permanent scheduled show. Because obviously I'll be back to Southern occasionally. So we'll have more shows. But this is our only show for the week. And this is my last week. So I feel like the math is mathing, unfortunately. It is. And we do have some some Broadway news um, to get to, which is uh, wild. I know we've been in different turns. There's yeah. like, you know, as as we're recording this, the cottage is opening on Broadway yeah. because that, that opening is on the 24th uh, this Monday. And it's also Happy the Monday. final dress. Happy Monday. It's also the final dress for The Shark is Broken, which I will Heard be um, absolutely skedaddling to, uh, jumping into the deep, if you will. Um, get ready for oh, a lot I of will. those uh, shark and water puns. Um, nice. Especially nice, someone nice. famously afraid of swimming. So um, all that being said, <laughs> we finally, we finally now know that Eva Noblezada will uh, be leaving Town for yeah. another show. Yes. Um, we, we kind of, we had some rumblings of this. There was an official announcement today. So initial casting has been fully, fully uh, going through the airwaves today for Paper Mill Playhouse's upcoming world premiere of The Great Gatsby Musical. Uh, based on the book of the same name. This is under the direction of Mark Bruni, who you all know and love from Beautiful, the Carol King musical. Uh, the performances will begin October 12th through November 12th. It's a tight one month um, at the historic uh, Paper Mill Playhouse opening night set for J- October 22nd. So leading as the great Gatsby himself, um, we just talked about him returning to Little Shop off Broadway on July 25th. He will be appearing as Jay Gatsby. Um, we we heard rumblings of this. I mean, I, I, he's one of my favorite Broadway voices of all time. Um, great performer, great voice. Great person, yeah. from, as far as I know. Great person, lovely um, father, husband, uh, just all around dude. Um, it's it's really exciting. <laughs> so that he's that he's originating a role. You know, I got to see him at ART. Yeah, hugely. 
in um, Finding Neverland. And um, he was so ecstatic. It broke my heart that he wasn't uh, the one leading that on Broadway. And I can't wait for the opportunity that might arise here. Um, Even No Blazada, we now know, is uh, famously leaving Hadestown. But we're like, okay, where could she be going? The girl is always booked and blessed. She's an outstanding um, Tony nominee herself. She will be playing Daisy Buchanan in this adaptation of The Great Gatsby. So additional casting is to be announced. But this so far is is such a great... It's really exciting stuff. Again, the book is by Kate Kerrigan with an original score by Jason Howland and Nathan Tyson. So be on the lookout for any and all updates. We're we're obviously going to be reporting on all of the um, casting news with that one. But uh, really cool stuff. Good stuff. Uh, We've got the Dueling Gatsby's here. And this one is off to a really good start with these two. Um, I love, I I think it was a playbill. It was either Playbill or Broadway World. I saw on Monday uh, an interview with Eva where she's like, I'm so happy to not be doing eight shows a week anymore. And I don't know what show I'm going to be going into. Well, guess what? Lies. (laughs) Because also, because we've known, first of all. Second of all, um, no rest, no rest for the very booked Eva. And thankfully, because obviously she's great. We love her here. I'm, you know, every time we talk about Gatsby, I say it again that I'm not a Gatsby fan, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing both of these and seeing the similarities, seeing the differences, and especially seeing the two of these two perform. If if the uh, the the yield uh, wild party fiasco um, wasn't enough for us, I think that oh, the Great yes. Gatsby surely will be a, another redo. redo. Yeah. <laughs> Following up with some more uh, exciting news, paper mill through Paper Mill Playhouse. To be frank, um, the production that recently happened at Paper Mill of Clue will embark on a national tour next year. Um, this is under the direction of Casey Hutchin. Um, casting is to be announced, but they'll start off in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they'll make their way to um, Louisville and Milwaukee and Kansas City and so on and so forth. They've got a really great Good lineup stuff. already secured. Um, again, this is by Sandy Rustin, who makes her Broadway debut playwriting tonight um, at the Cottage. Yeah, so big day for Sandy Rustin News. Yeah, good stuff. Speaking of regional and otherwise theaters throughout the country, um, they have just completed casting for the Muni production of Rent. Really excited to to run through this great list of names. Uh, we had been kind of like wondering what this cast would look like completely, um, but now we mm-hmm. totally have it. So uh, Lincoln Klaus will play Mark Cohen, Vincent Kemsky as Roger Davis, Ashley De La Rosa as Mimi Marquez, Trey Frazier as Benjamin Coffin III, Lindsay Heather Pierce as Maureen <laughs> Johnson. Heather, Lindsay Heather Pierce as anything is just honestly iconic. Excellent job. But this is really, Excellent this is where I... Yeah. Um, and Anastasia McCluskey as Joanne Jefferson, Evan Tyrone Martin as Tom Collins, Adrian Villejas as Angel Dumont Chunard. And um, yeah, the rest of the cast is really fantastic. Uh, famously, I love Rent. Um, and say, we'll I sing think the whole episode, or at least you will, because I'm certainly not. No. Um, but yeah, there's the, the rest of the ensemble is rounded out here. And of course, you can access that in the show notes as well. But um, really great uh, looking cast. Excited to see oh, some clips great. come out of the Muni as we always are. 
In other news, this came as a bit of a shock to a lot of our listeners. I've seen people chime in about it on Twitter and elsewhere. Uh, but Ain't Too Proud, The Life and Times of the Temptations, which officially opened in London on April 20th, um, following previews that began in March of this year, will now play its final performance on the West End on September 17th. This is such a short run for this show. I'm so shocked. surprising. Absolutely yeah. so surprising. Especially since, I mean, obviously it was on Broadway before the pandemic shut down and then was one of the first to come back um with much pomp and circumstance because if i remember correctly they had a gala and you know ran for a little bit after that but you know such as the pandemic that it closed i remember within a couple of months uh time is an illusion um very sad to see this though um was hoping to get to see it while i was hopefully in london next month um but i don't think the dates will line up anymore and that's very sad to me obviously and and sad for the whole cast sad to see something this is the second show i obviously this is longer than like new york new york over here but the second show in two days where it's a pretty quick and surprising uh closing turnaround um, I think that we are in a place where now more than ever we're having this kind of like resurgence and there's no there's no formal structure of like this is the time seasonality is the king like yeah. it's it's really if it's hitting it's hitting if it's not you got to pull out because we are just yep. not in an economic that's, space to keep funneling money yeah, yeah it's just it can't happen so we just um, we we feel uh, obviously so much for the people that have um, gone with that production and that. Um, they have a good uh, and enjoyable business. month left Final on their month. run. Yeah. Coming back into the U.S., however, um, it's uh, in other news, we've got uh, an upcoming cabaret benefit for Tectonic Theater project on October 2nd at Sony Hall, hosted by none other than Miss Jane Krakowski. Um, they will kick off with a cocktail hour and performances. A little bit about um, Tectonic Theater Project is that it's a not-for-profit theater. They're based in NYC. They've, they've you know, been in charge of 20 plays and musicals under the direction of their artistic director and founder, Moises Kaufman. Lots of good stuff going there. I'm glad to see that Jane Krakowski will be hosting a cabaret benefit. Um, oh, last yes. year, Billy Porter hosted, so this will be really fun. Get her back on Broadway, please. And thank yeah. you. Get, get my girl back. We're waiting. We are always waiting. Um, this is news specifically for uh, Ashley and I, so I'm just going to shout it out cool. from the rooftops. Nice. <laughs> Pulitzer winner James Iams, named honorary Ooh. off-Broadway short play of festival playwright finalists, have been revealed. We will reveal them. Um, we're really excited to hear that. So uh, famously, we're big fat ham stands over on the pod here Ooh, for today yes. on Broadway. And this is just no surprise to us at all that the Sam French off-Broadway off short play festival there's a giant list of, of playwrights that have been selected as finalists. These There were 850 submissions worldwide. Did I forget? I sure did. Um, but I think um, this is just <laughs> something that's been going on since 1975. This is the Off-Off-Broadway Short Play Festival, and it is really fantastic stuff you should absolutely look into. Um, past participants include um, Audrey Sefle, Martina Mayock, Becca Brunsetter, uh, Gloria Calderon, Kellett, uh, Shelley, it's it literally Jeremy O'Harris, Teresa Rebeck, Jen Silverman. Like it goes on and I've on. I've heard of these people. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. The festival is the 48th year and it will be held in August. So keep on the lookout for those winners. Um, we will famously tell you all about it because they're usually playwrights that you want to watch out for. 
And then finally, we have a little video sneak peek as our um, feel-good recommendation of the day um, for the Muni's Little Shop of Horrors. Back to the Muni. Starring Robin DeJesus, Patty Murin, and Michael McGraw. Um, we, I love any and all Little Shop content. I don't know about Ashley. Oh, but. obviously so. Yeah, of course. And no different here. I hope we get a lot more clips for the people um, who won't be able to see this starting today. In fact, July 25th. Yes, it's it's really exciting stuff. Um, I'm I'm excited to see the rest of the videos. I've been following long, famously forever, um, but I think that this is this is the perfect way to little end our little show today. I know this is not the end mm-hmm. um, for <laughs> Ashley and I, but, but it is the end of the episode. Yeah, but I want to say like, and for all of you who who don't know, like. Ashley is an incredible um, champion and friend of the arts. And I just, I truly, it has been such a lovely honor for the past two years to do these shows with you. Um, literally, as I was oh, ch- jumping on today, I was just thinking about like how like our just like <laughs> crazy chaotic correspondence bring me a lot of joy. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, always, for being always. a part of this show. <laughs> oh, always, always, always a part of all your lives, whether you want me to be there. <laughs> Yes, send Ashley a Manhattan um, uh, from all of us. Buy me one at uh, Joe's Pub next Monday where somebody will be performing that's not me, but will be in the audience. It's a me, Gracio. Yeah. And on that note, thank you all for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram threads, I guess, at uh, Broadway Radio. Sure, you can find not? us also on Patreon. That's how you got to find out all the cool things happening. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on all social media platforms at It's Grace Hockey. Ashley, where can people continue to follow you? You can find me on Instagram and the next two episodes here, by the way, but also Instagram. Yes. No, this is Ashley. Uh, we will see you all tomorrow. 